Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 11 of Frankie's Mama Reads, the podcast. I am your host, Frankie's Mama, also known as Jess. As you can tell from the title today, I will be talking about children's books dealing with race, racism, activism, and civil rights. I'll be discussing books that might help non-black parents, just like me, to have open dialogue with their children about racism in America. As parents, we need to have this discussion. Like, we are at the point where it is not an option to just be silent. When our kids see us not speaking up about something, they see us condoning it. Right now is honestly the perfect time to jump in and have these discussions because the discussions are being had everywhere and gone are the days where kids are just reading books and playing outside. They have the internet. They have the internet from a very young age and the discussion of race, police brutality, and protesting is everywhere right now. It's on YouTube. It is on TikTok. It is on Instagram, it's on Facebook, it's everywhere that your kids are, this conversation is happening. So rather than just letting them hear the conversation from a YouTube video or the comments section of the YouTube videos or learning about this issue from memes, why not look at some books together that will help this conversation get started, that will help answer some of their questions so that you're not, as a parent, feeling like you're on a boat without a paddle during this conversation. I have compiled a list of quite a few books that are geared to different ages and different topics in a way, like different ways of going about talking about racism. Some are very subtle, like allegorical, Others are very direct. You will know what will fit your kid best and what fits you best in how to get this conversation started. Um, There's also going to be differences on age. So my Frankie is only 16 months old. I'm not going to pull out a chapter book that talks about police brutality. But I can still talk to him about race and racism. I know it sounds shocking, but... Trust me, it can be done. And let me explain why it has to be done. Children who are black, and honestly, many children of color who are non-black, face the issue of race so much younger than you realize if you're not a person of color. I faced my first incident of racism uh, directed to me or about me when I was seven or eight years old. I don't remember exactly, but it was from the neighbor across the street, an adult, not a child. What was said about me was that the reason I am dark-skinned is because I am Mexican and Mexican children are dirty. Now, I heard this, I overheard it, while I was playing with my neighbor, who was but seven or eight also. Her name was Crystal, 
and I, I don't know her last name, so it's not like I can tell you anyway. The reason I don't know her last name is because after that day, she was never allowed to play with me again. We had only started playing together like a few, maybe a month at the most, because she was new to the street. Um, I remember her name Crystal because I, when I met her, I said, wow, she has crystal blue eyes, and I thought they were so pretty. And she had this blonde hair that I really liked, and, and I just, I thought she was so pretty like my Barbie. Her parents did not think that I was very pretty, I guess. And when I heard what they said, I saw her face. She was embarrassed. And she's just, she said something like, well, that's just how they are. And as an adult looking back, I feel bad for Crystal because she had to defend them. And there was some recognition in her that it was wrong. So when I hear people say that their kids are too young to talk to about this, and their kids are about seven or eight, you know, second, third grade, I think back to that because I didn't have a choice to be confronted with racism. I honestly had never encountered it before and didn't really understand it. And Crystal also didn't have a choice at that age. The thing is, as sad as that story was for me when I was seven or eight, it's not nearly as sad as the tragedies that are happening when black people are murdered because of the color of their skin. The children of these victims, Philando Castile in particular, because his daughter witnessed a police officer murder her father, but also George Floyd's daughter, who now does not have a father, how do their parents, their mothers, have that conversation with them? The conversation they're having with their children is a hell of a lot harder than the conversation that I will probably ever have with Frankie about race. And what about Trayvon Martin and Tamir Rice, who were just children when they were murdered by racists. These conversations that we have to have with our children, our non-black children, are hard. They are. And I get it. We all want to protect our children's innocence. I, I do. I definitely want Frankie to enjoy childhood before he has to deal with adulting and adult problems. But at what point is protecting his innocence, enabling his ignorance. I want him to be informed. And the best way that I know how to inform him of things right now is through books. Frankie happens to love reading, um, or being read to, I should say. So he brings us books all day. All different types of books. He does have his favorites, of course. But he loves reading. If your child doesn't have that love for reading, that's totally okay. There are audiobook versions of a lot of books. There's ebook versions if they're into tablets. So there are options still. 
And actually, there are even some YouTube videos of books being read, so they're more visual. So, I am going to go over quite a few books today. Like I said, they do vary, so we're not going into just straight up history of racism or dealing with any one particular aspect. There's a lot of different books here. Some of these books won't work for you, and that's okay. This is a tough topic, and how we address it will vary for each of our families and each of our children. All of these books do have high ratings on Goodreads, so they do work for a lot of people, but just like with every other parenting choice, they may not all work best for you. I'm just hoping to give you some resources to be able to start having the conversation and start letting your kids know that you're listening and that this issue exists and that we should discuss it. So if your child is in the under two crowd, like Frankie, then I am sure you have read your fair share of board books just like I do. You've probably memorized several. And with bookstores being closed, libraries being closed, you probably haven't added a ton of books to the rotation, so now is the perfect time to add some books to the rotation that deal with racism. The first book that I'm going to suggest is Anti-Racist Baby by Ibram X. Kendi. Now, he wrote Stamped as well as How to Be an Anti-Racist. Those are not board books. This book, Anti-Racist Baby, just came out, so it is very timely. In the book, there are nine steps to building a better world. The first step is to not be colorblind. The fact that this concept is explained succinctly for the under three crowd is amazing and exactly what I think we need right now. And of course, it should go without saying that these concepts won't be fully understood the way you and I understand them at this age. But getting these ideas out there and making them the norm is the most important step right now at this age. We need to normalize diversity and anti-racism from birth so our children don't have to unlearn things later. Okay, the next board book I have for you is All Kinds of People by Shelley Rotner and Sheila M. Kelly. This book shows real-life images of people of all shades of color, from peach to mocha, and focuses on how skin comes in all different shades. It is very simple, and I find it especially good for children who are living in less diverse areas where they may not see children or people that look different than them. Our town here is a little bit diverse, but I can't say that we have any black or Latin families on our particular street. So for us, I got this book for Frankie so that he can see pictures of people of a variety of shades. In our family, um, I am a darker shade than my husband, who is white, and Frankie is right in the middle of both of us. So as he grows up, he's already going to see three shades just within our family. Now, this book does show you different shades of black people, white people, Latin people, Asian people, so it even shows shades within those. And you may or may not be familiar with the term colorism, but... 
Colorism is discrimination based on the shade or color of skin. So not simply black versus white, brown versus black, anything like this. It's actually um, mocha versus caramel, this kind of thing. There, there tends to be in all cultures, really, a preference for the lighter shade. So colorism happens in black communities, in Latin communities, in Asian cultures. You'll see bleaching of skin, um, face wash that helps lighten your skin, all sorts of things like that. So I really like this book because it celebrates all shades of people. Again, without it being an in-your-face, hey, racism, anything like that. It's just a simple celebration of all the different shades that we come in. And speaking of a book with photos of people of multiple different shades, representation in books is so important. So historically speaking, children's books have had white kids. That's just a fact. Um, unless it was about Kwanzaa or something. Back when I was growing up, books just didn't have black kids in them. Um, we, I mean, civil rights books, Martin Luther King books, sure, but that's it. So on top of picking up a book that might deal with race or racism, really just adding a book to your child's collection that has characters that are people of color is an important step in addressing race and racism. It is so crucial that all children can see that children of color can be the star of a book too. They don't have to be a sidekick. They don't only have to star in books that have to do with history or the civil rights movement, something like that. It doesn't have to always be a book about race. It can be a superhero book. It can be a science book. It can really be any book that they want to be in. A child of color can be the star. So on top of adding some of these books that are going to help you have the conversation about race, it would also be awesome if you could start diversifying your child's bookshelf. And I'll be honest, Frankie's bookshelf needs some diversifying. He does have books that have representation in them, but less than half of his books have people of color in them, I think. So we just need to do another little inventory check and get him some more books that have more representation in them because it really is so, so important. Okay, another board book that you may have heard of because it's super popular, but it stars a little black toddler. It's called Woke Baby, so maybe he's a baby, not a toddler. But he's pretty cool nonetheless. And it is written by Mahogany L. Brown, illustrated by Theodore Taylor III. This book is all about this little baby who is woke and raises his fists in the air, cries out for justice. It's a nice little rhyming book, so babies and young children are going to like hearing it because it's just kind of a fun lyrical book, but it does have a good little message, and again, more than anything, it's got representation in here, so very cool to see that. Okay, so now I'm going to move on to picture books. So these are not board books. These are for slightly older children or for you to read to your child. And depending on reading level, some of your kids may be able to read these books independently, but you'll still want to be near so they can ask questions and you can have that discussion about race. 
the first picture book that I want to talk about is Daddy, There's a Noise Outside by Kenneth Braswell. So this book is actually about social activism and introduces children to activism and protest. It discusses the topic in a way that doesn't create fear, but instead empowers and informs them. It features a black family where the children are asking questions about what the protest outside is is and what is going on. This is awesome because it shows non-black kids that black kids are asking questions about this too, that they also want to know what is happening. This is very uniting because it shows that it's not just one group's issue. It's not just one group that is kind of wondering what is all that noise outside about. Okay, so the next book is called Not My Idea, A Book About Whiteness by Anastasia Hickenbottom. Now, if hearing the word whiteness in the title of a children's book turned you off or scared you, this book is for you. This book teaches how to be an ally and explains white supremacy and white privilege to white kids. It literally has pictures that show white privilege. Shows the difference between a white person doing something and a black person doing something and how differently that can play out. This is probably the most direct book about racism that I have on the list for the younger crowd. And maybe one of those books that I referred to earlier that maybe they're not all for you. But... If you're on the fence about this book, go to YouTube and type the title in because there are videos of people reading the book. You'll be able to see the entire book. You'll be able to look at the pictures and hear the story and judge for yourself. It even addresses racism from people you may know. So if your child has an uncle or a cousin who make racist jokes or racist comments or believe in racist policies, this book actually does address that as well. Something like even people you love may have racist beliefs. But the title of the book is Not My Idea, and so the book says racism is not your idea. You don't need to defend it. Okay, so if after checking out that YouTube video, this book still seemed a little too forward for you. This next book should work. It is called Teach Your Dragon About Diversity by Steve Herman. So this book is part of the Teach Your Dragon series. There's, I think, at least 30 books in the Teach Your Dragon series. They're about all sorts of topics. In this one, the pet dragon realizes that he is different from everyone else and gets sad because of that. The story helps kids understand diversity and that we can and should celebrate our differences. Rather than teaching that we don't see any difference between someone who is white or brown or a dragon, it teaches that we do see those differences and that those differences are what makes the world awesome. I like this series because it doesn't feel preachy. All the lessons are written for kids to teach their dragon. So it makes children feel like they get to be the teacher. 
And also, who doesn't love dragons? So it's a pretty cool book and also a pretty good series. Okay, this last picture book that I have to talk about is called Stonewall, A Building, An Uprising, A Revolution. And it was written by Rob Sanders. So you might be thinking, hey, wait, Stonewall was an LGBT movement. That doesn't teach about racism. And you're right. This book has nothing to do with racism. But the current situation right now has led to protests, which have led to some riots, and the question of whether riots are justified. So I'm including this book because it very clearly explains the Stonewall Inn and the riots that led to historic change. We're also in the month of June, which is traditionally Pride Month, so why not throw in one awesome book that celebrates pride and protest at the same time. Okay, so now this brings me to books for the older kids. So these are books that are going to be junior high, middle school, kind of, and up. And these don't include any YA books in the traditional YA sense. They're a little bit younger than that. Because there are just so many YA books that do deal with race, I'm not going to go into a ton of those. That would have to be its own episode. And the first book I actually mentioned earlier is Stamped, Racism, Anti-Racism, and You by Jason Reynolds and Ibram X. Kendi. So this book is advertised as not a history book. So when you first open it up, you'll see it says, this is not a history book, which it isn't. But it does talk about present-day racism and its historic roots. And this book is also very engaging for a young reader. So it's not just 500 words per chapter, on and on and on, droning on words. There's short chapters, long chapters, it's a little graphic in the like f actual visual graphics. So it's actually perfect for kids who maybe aren't obsessed with reading or particularly kids who don't like to read about history, but it's very engaging. And it's actually a really good read that you might want to pick up and read yourself too. And again, this is a perfect book for starting that conversation about race with a 10, 12-year-old, somewhere around there. The next book that I have is also written by Jason Reynolds, this time with Brendan Keeley, and it is called All American Boys. This one came out a few years ago, and it actually deals directly with police brutality against a young black teen. This is written from two perspectives. So there's Rashad, who is the teenager who was assaulted by a police officer. And there's his friend Quinn, who witnesses it. Quinn is white and has family that is in the police department. So he is dealing with this in a different way. This book really touches on systemic racism and makes the point that it is still alive today, that it is still alive in police culture and police departments across the country. It also shows the importance of having to stand up for other people and for your moral values, even if that goes against 
your loved ones, your family members and people who may be in law enforcement. Okay, the last book that I am going to be talking about today is called Black Brother, Black Brother by Jewel Parker Rhodes. This one just came out in March, so again, it's another new book. And this one deals with racism in school. It features Dante, who is a 12-year-old at a school that is mostly white. He is one of the very few black students there. And his peers give him the nickname of Black Brother. Because Dante's brother is Trey, who is lighter-skinned than him. So this brings in that colorism that I mentioned before. And because of that colorism that Dante is facing... He wishes that he was more like Trey. This story is kind of a sports story. Um, It's not your stereotypical black student playing basketball or football. This kid is actually on the fencing team, which is pretty cool. What's not cool is that he gets framed by the captain of the fencing team and arrested for something he did not do. So this book actually touches on the school-to-prison pipeline and the racist trend that that is. As I mentioned, this one has a 12-year-old protagonist, so the reading level here will be right around 12 years old, maybe 8 to 13 or 14. And this is a great book to start talking about racism because it deals with bullying and racism in a school setting that then leads to arrest and further racism that this student has to deal with. So it's very relatable for a child who is in school, particularly a child who goes to a school that maybe doesn't have a ton of black students. Now, I feel like I've mentioned a ton of books, and in reality, I haven't. I've only mentioned a few. Hopefully, from this list, you'll find something that might help, or it may send you down an Amazon, Google rabbit hole, where you'll find a book that works for you and your kids to talk about race and racism. It's a conversation that we all need to have with our kids, and it's a conversation that we need to keep having with our kids. It's not a one-time conversation, so if the topic makes you uncomfortable, then get comfortable with feeling uncomfortable. As I mentioned earlier, I need to do a better job of making sure Frankie's books are diverse, so I will do that, and you can hold me to it. Instagram will be the place where you can find pictures of his books as we start adding in really cool books with representation written by a diverse array of authors. I'll be making an Instagram post about this episode, so if you want to continue the conversation, you can always leave a comment there, or you can send me a DM. My DMs are always open for book-related conversation. If you don't follow me already on Instagram, you can find me at Frankie's Mama Reads. You can also find me on Goodreads at Frankie's Mama Reads. That's where I leave full reviews of books that I read. Not so much children's books, just because I'm not the target audience for a child's book, so I don't review those. But I do leave a star rating. You can also feel free to leave a review and rating of this podcast 
on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And until next week, keep on reading. <laughs>